At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Scott Sandberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on VCN, the sports betting network. And bowl season is underway in college football. We've had a couple bowl games on Friday and a couple on Saturday. We even have a bowl game here on Monday before we kick off uh, in uh, just an exciting week of football games every single day. Uh, and then we continue, obviously, as we inch closer and closer to New Year's Eve and the college football playoff and New Year's Day. And even that game that's on January 4th, which is the, you know, Texas Bowl, just randomly on January 4th. Anyway, let's take a look at how we've done so far with bowl season. Uh, We had the first game was Middle Tennessee against Toledo in the Bahamas Bowl. Middle Tennessee was a 10.5 point underdog and they won outright 31-24. Coastal Carolina in the Cure Bowl was a 12.5-point favorite at close. They scored 47 points and did not cover. They won the game 47-41 to over Northern Illinois. Then a game that I said I was very weary of. Early on when the bowl schedule came out, I said BYU was one of my favorite picks. Uh, Then I got word about the injuries that they were dealing with. A couple of linemen out, linebackers, wide receiver, just, just, you know, not not necessarily the opt-outs, but they were without a bunch of key players in this game. And UAB, 
is is a surprisingly strong team. BYU maybe, you know, not happy to be in the game that they were in. The Independence Bowl in Shreveport. What? UAB as a five-and-a-half-point underdog at close wins the game outright. That line actually went down. Some money came in on UAB uh, closer to kickoff. UAB wins outright 31-28. In New Orleans, Louisiana Lafayette taking on Marshall. And Louisiana was a three-and-a-half-point favorite as money came in on Marshall. I liked Louisiana. I thought they'd have the home advantage because it's only two hours away from campus. Uh, I was a little weary because their entire coaching staff pretty much left to join Billy Napier at Florida. Louisiana got the job done. They won 36-21, to and uh, that was aided by a 20-point fourth quarter. They outscored Marshall 20 to nothing. In the fourth quarter. Yes, they were down 21-16 going into the fourth. They won the game 36-21. to uh, You had the Boca Raton Bowl with Bailey Zappi and the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers taking on App State in the game that I kicked myself for not playing. The over was absolutely a lock. It was high at 68 and a half. But if you know anything about these two teams, you knew that there were going to be points. Western Kentucky wins 59-38. Line closed at plus one for Western Kentucky. The over closed at 68.5. It went over as Western Kentucky nearly got there by themselves. Fresno State in the New Mexico Bowl was a 13-point favorite at close over UTEP. And Jake Hayner did play. For Fresno State, they won the game. They did not cover 31-24, the final score there. The Lending Tree Bowl, this was one of my official plays for bowl bowl season. It was Liberty laying the 9.5 against Eastern Michigan. Malik Willis with his final chance to go out there and prove himself. Uh, Willis goes 13 of 24 for 231 yards and three touchdowns. And he also ran the ball eight times for 58 yards and two touchdowns. So if you're counting at home, that's five total touchdowns for Malik Willis. As Liberty blows out Eastern Michigan 56-20, they cover the line. And uh, yours truly 1-0 officially in bowl season. And then the uh, Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl between Oregon State and Utah State. Oregon State was a six and a half point favorite in this game. Utah State winning outright as the six-and-a-half-point dog, 24-13, the final score there. Uh, in case you're asking, I, uh, my next official ball play uh, is on the 24th. So Christmas Eve on Friday, uh, I laid seven with Memphis against Hawaii. That line is actually up now to eight-and-a-half. I still like it. I think Memphis wins by double digits. Um, Hawaii is dealing with a backup quarterback situation, a whole bunch of other backup players playing in this game, uh, a lot of turnover there. Memphis, uh, they're probably as healthy as they've ever been, and I think freshman quarterback Seth Hennigan's going to really thrive in his first ever bowl opportunity here. So that is my second official bowl play. First one was Liberty. Second one here is Memphis. I laid seven. The line is eight and a half. I still think you're good. Uh, We have a game coming up here Monday night. 
little Monday, or actually Monday afternoon, because it is a uh, 11.30 Pacific time kickoff, so uh, 12.30, 1.30, 2.30 Eastern time. Tulsa against Old Dominion in uh, the Myrtle Beach Bowl. And that is in uh, Conway, South Carolina, Brooks Stadium. That's where Coastal Carolina plays. And Tulsa is a nine-point favorite in this game against Old Dominion. Both teams were 6-6 six and six as they just reached bowl eligibility this year. Um, it is uh, Tulsa. I just know more about them just because I've watched them and, frankly, bet against them in several games. Um, I know they beat SMU to end the season and become bowl eligible, which was a big win for them. Uh, They also played played Cincinnati pretty much closer than anybody this season. They lost 28-20 at Cincinnati, and they beat Memphis um, 35-29. So this is a team that is, you know, capable of, of scoring, capable of playing good defense. Uh, the matchup here with Old Dominion, um, Tulsa, they average uh, 26.3 points per game. Old Dominion, 28.5. Tulsa averages 27.4 on defense. Old Dominion, 27.6. The yardage, though, goes to Tulsa, 435 yards per game. Uh, defensively, they're both allowing the same. So um, Tulsa has the edge there. Old Dominion, though, you want to talk about a tale of two halves. Uh, Old Dominion started their season one and six and then won five straight games to become bowl eligible. They they, they were one and six to start the year. Their one win was against Hampton. They lost to Wake Forest, got blown out by Wake Forest, got blown out by Liberty, Lost a close game to Buffalo, lost a close game to UTEP, close game to Marshall, got blown out by Western Kentucky, and then five straight wins over Louisiana Tech, Florida International, Florida Atlantic, Middle Tennessee, and Charlotte. So you look now at this team, and you wonder, did that propel, you know, did these wins now show them what type of team they are, and are they this solid team that is, you know, going to continue this winning streak? I mean, Tulsa's on a winning streak of their own. They won three straight games to become bowl eligible. They were 3-6. and six. They beat Tulane. They blew out Temple. And then they beat SMU. Ultimately, uh, I think that Tulsa's the better team. I would lean towards Tulsa. But there's a thing here. And Chris Bear Felica pointed this out that single digit dogs in bowl games since 2008 have covered 51% of the time. However, of those 206 that covered, 159 of them have won the game outright. So if you like a single-digit dog in bowl season, rather than playing them against the spread, because, you know, they're only covering 51%, but when they do cover the majority of that time, 77% of that time, so the majority of 
the covers for a single-digit dog in bowl season is an outright win. It's interesting because you'll make more money that way. So if you like Old Dominion to cover the nine, just take them on the money line to win the game outright. And I kind of like that with bowl season anyway. To me, bowl season, if you're betting a dog, you're just betting them to win. And and that's the thing. Like when, when you're looking at these bowl games, I don't necessarily look at the dogs with the with the points anyway. And I, I there's very few that I actually like with the points. Like for me, when I'm looking at the dogs, the dogs that I'm playing in these bowl games are short dogs that I think would win the game outright. You know, if I see a team like Ole Miss, Ole Miss was, what, plus one and a half? I think the line is even now. Um, I like them to win the game. Those are the dogs that I'm looking at. Like Utah, Utah plus six and a half. I think Utah wins that game, wins the Rose Bowl. That's what I'm looking at. And then for the favorites, I'm just looking at the favorites that I think will cover or the totals that I think will cover. I'm not really looking at like, uh, uh, you know, like a 12-point underdog thinking, oh, well, they're going to keep it close and they're going to lose by seven or eight. No, nah, I'm not looking at that. If I'm looking at a dog, I'm looking at the dog to win here in college bowl season. I'm Scott Sadenberg. You hit me up on Twitter, at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. So, 1-0 in bowl season, hoping to be 2-0 after Christmas Eve. Wake up a little Christmas morning gift there. I'm Scott Sadenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. The College Bowl season has kicked off, and Beeson has got you covered with our all-new bowl betting guide. Get matchup analysis on every bowl game, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you make your best bets. Whether you're betting on every game or just want to find a few key high-value props, Beeson College Bowl betting guide can help give you an edge. Get your digital copy today for only $19.99 at vcin.com slash bowl guide. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. COVID is uh, wreaking havoc across the sports world. Absolutely. Uh, we know about what's going on in the NFL with the shuffling of games, uh, with the doubleheader now on Monday and a du- two games at the same time, actually, going on on Tuesday. And hopefully, that's it. Like, hopefully. Week 16 doesn't feature any rescheduled games because, you know, this is going to start to just uh, get ugly here in the NFL. It already is ugly in both the NBA and the NHL. In the NBA, there were three games that were postponed for the original schedule on Sunday. The Nets, Nuggets, Cavs, Hawks, and the Pelicans, 76ers. And on Monday... Uh, just one game is postponed, the Magic and the Raptors, for now. The NBA has sent a memo out to teams saying that they will allow them to sign replacement players based on the number of players that you have in your COVID protocols. So for each positive COVID test that crops up on an NBA roster, a team could sign a replacement player. You got five positive COVID tests, you could sign five replacement players. Um, any player uh, must be available to by the start of the team's first game, and uh, any replacement player signed will not count towards a team's yearly salary and will not add to any luxury tax payment. Obviously, that's huge for a team like the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, They have a massive outbreak with COVID, all of these players, um, so they could sign, um, you know, a salary, uh, you know, that would exceed the luxury tax, which is where they're, you know, the threshold or whatever. So the NBA postponed five games on Sunday and uh, Monday's Magic, as I mentioned, Magic Raptors game and Tuesday's Wizards Nets game has already been postponed. Dozens of players now in the health and safety protocols, including Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, who is starting to return for the Brooklyn Nets, uh, Giannis, Trey Young, and Lakers head coach Frank Vogel. Uh, So it's just getting ugly right now in the NBA with the positive uh, tests 
as this uh, variant has just continues to spread. Um, hopefully that uh, these players are dealing with it. They stay safe and no one has any adverse effects, uh, regardless of their vaccination statuses. Uh, hopefully everybody is okay and we can get back to playing games, regularly scheduled games. The NHL, meanwhile, they're dealing with their own uh, COVID situation. They have already shut down the Red Wings through Christmas because of their COVID issues. On Sunday, there were one, two, three, four games postponed due to COVID. On Monday, there are three games postponed due to COVID. On Tuesday, there are four, five, six games already postponed uh, and and moving forward and so on and so forth. Uh, the NHL has also shut down cross-border travel until after Christmas, and they're going to address the situation after next week. So 12 games involving U.S. teams playing Canadian teams from Monday through Thursday have already been postponed, um, according to uh, the reasoning is, quote, the fluid nature of federal travel restrictions. The NHL has already seen 27 games postponed due to COVID-19 outbreaks. Uh, the league and the Players Association back and forth all week. Um, and I believe that the NHL is not going to play in the Olympics, although the deadline for that is uh, January 10th is the deadline to opt out of the Olympics without financial penalty. The league said that it will make a decision in the coming days, but according to multiple reports, it is highly unlikely that the NHL will suspend and NHL players will be able to participate in the Olympics. And you know what? I don't think they wanted to suspend play anyway to go to the Olympics. This has been something that has been um, talked about for years uh, with you know just the financial impact of it. But now they could use COVID as an excuse for why they don't want NHL players traveling and going to the Olympics. Uh, so it looks like that will not happen. But on your schedule, there's just two games here. On Monday, and it's going to be the Blue Jackets and the Sabres, the Wild and the Stars. And uh, in the NBA, you have, because you have a couple of games suspended, so you'll have a couple of games. We still have a good slate of games in the NBA, but always you got to keep an eye on player availability now because there will be, you know, players that pop up on the, you know, they'll get tested Monday morning, and if there's positive tests, then you find out they won't play. And we've we've seen that. It's very difficult to bet the NBA over the past couple of days because we're seeing uh, this, you know, these positive tests pop up, and then you find out that all right, this player's out, this player's not playing. Um, how it, how it's going to affect the remainder of the season? I don't know, but I hope it doesn't that much. Um, Taking a look at the standings and taking a look at the futures right now. I talked about the Kyrie Irving situation last week. And I, if you listened on the show, I said that there were rumors that Kyrie was going to come back. And like two days after, the news came out. 
I'm not I'm not breaking any news here. I'm not, you know, I'm not Shams, I'm not Woj. I'm just reading what I I'm just telling you what I've read. And what I read was that there were people that were close to Kyrie that were saying, hey, he's getting antsy. He's trying to work something out with the Nets. Uh, the Nets are getting antsy, and there's a possibility that he's going to come back and play only road games. Uh, there's also a possibility that he was waiting for some sort of different version of the vaccine that maybe more aligns with his beliefs that he would take and that would allow him to play in New York. But for right now, he was going to work on the process to start to be able to come back to play road games for the Brooklyn Nets. Well, Kyrie is back, or he is starting this process, and as soon as he shows up, test positive. So uh, he was added to the health and safety protocols. So as soon as he shows up, he tests positive. Go figure. Um, the Brooklyn Nets are 21-9. and nine. They have the best record in the Eastern Conference, and they are the favorites to win the NBA Finals at plus 240. When I brought up the Kyrie situation, I said that's the only thing that, to me, pushes this Nets team over the edge as a legit title contender. Because I think that without Kyrie, I wouldn't take them in a seven-game series against like the Golden State Warriors. I still think the Warriors are better, especially when Klay Thompson's back. I like this Warriors team a lot better than this Brooklyn Nets team with just Kevin Durant and just James Harden. You throw Kyrie in the mix now, and it changes things. It really does. So the Nets are a plus 240 favorites. The Warriors are next at plus 600, followed by the Bucks, Lakers, and then the Suns to win the NBA Finals. The Suns, in my opinion, have incredible value at plus 950. I mean, this team has the best record in the NBA right now at 24-5. and five. Devin Booker will come back. They'll be he'll be healthy. This team, um, no reason why they can't go back to the NBA Finals. The only reason might be the Golden State Warriors, and to win the West right now, Warriors are plus two seventy. Suns are your second favorite at plus three eighty, and those would be you know maybe the Jazz you could take a sprinkle on. Denver is an interesting team once uh, you know once they get healthy. But right now, you know, I'm looking at the, the, the I'm looking at the odds, and I'm looking at the teams that are atop of their respective conferences. I do like the Bulls starting five. I don't like them in a seven game series against the Nets. I don't like them in a seven game series against the Bucks. I don't like them in a seven game series against the Heat. So I wouldn't put a flyer on that. To me, it's Warriors. Or now with Kyrie Irving, yeah, I would seriously start to consider the Brooklyn Nets. Because now they're going to have an opportunity if when Kyrie comes back, it's playing on the road, they could rest Kevin Durant, which he absolutely needs. And as long as they're healthy going into the playoffs, it's going to be a real good situation for them. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Follow along on Twitter at Scott's On Air. It's the look ahead here on VSIN. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Sign up for a Play Card Debit MasterCard and get paid faster than a paper check with direct deposit. Always be ready to roll with Play Card. Visit PlayCard.com today to apply. Subject to card activation and ID verification. Terms and costs apply. Card issued by Metabank NA. Member F. 
D-I-C. Scott Seidenberg here with you. It's the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. I was looking ahead at uh, as we you know check out props every single day and, and futures and whatnot at defensive player of the year in the NFL. And it's an interesting one because TJ Watt set a pretty impressive record here on Sunday. The single season sack record for the Pittsburgh Steelers. TJ Watt, a franchise record single season sacks. Two decades. <laughs> After James Harrison set that record. He has a league-leading 17 sacks this season. He has the third most sacks by a player in his first five seasons since 1982. He's got 66 and a half career sacks through his first five seasons. Uh, the only other players to have more, Reggie White with 81, and J.J. Watt, his older brother, who has 74 and a half sacks through his first five seasons. I remember I tweeted something out. I don't know how many years ago it was. In fact, I'll actually search for it to see um, to see what year I tweeted it out. Um, no. Let's see if I can find it. I don't even know if I can find it. I tweeted out. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I guess it was last year or 2020. So what is this now? It's 2020. So a year ago. A year ago, I said TJ greater than JJ. Because, yeah, I do think that TJ Watt better than JJ Watt. TJ Watt right now is currently tied with Miles Garrett as the co-favorites to win Defensive Player of the Year. Micah Parsons is up there as well. Uh, it's like plus 300, plus 350. So Micah Parsons is right there. And Micah Parsons will win Defensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, I don't even think they should just close that betting right now because no one else is going to even come close. But for Defensive Player of the Year, yeah, Micah Parsons has had a tremendous season. TJ Watt, I think, is going to win this award. Uh, I picked him before the season started, so it's not just me being selfish, but leading the league in sacks is is a very impressive stat. What's also impressive, and this is the difference between T.J. Watt and um, Miles Garrett, because T.J. Watt's got 17 and a half sacks, Miles Garrett's got 15. Miles Garrett, um, and TJ has only played 12 games, by the way, because of injury. Miles Garrett will play in his 14th game coming up on Monday night. So Watts got more sacks in less games. So take that into consideration. That's the first thing that separates the two. The other thing that separates the two is that when TJ Watt gets after the quarterback, he's creating plays. He's got four forced fumbles this season. Three fumble recoveries. Miles Garrett's only done that once. I think that matters for something. T.J. Watt also has four pass deflections. To me, 
that's your defensive player of the year. Leading the league in sacks, creating plays by forcing fumbles and recovering fumbles, and also deflecting passes. And you're only doing it, and you're doing it in less games, two less games, potentially, than everybody else. That's very, very impressive. Speaking of being impressive, Trayvon Diggs with another interception in the Cowboys game. He now leads the league with 10 interceptions. Trayvon Diggs, outside candidate to win this award. Let's say Trayvon Diggs gets like another pick six uh, down the stretch here. He's going to have double-digit interceptions. He already has two interception touchdowns. You know, could he get a third? How impressive would that be? Especially when you're as good as, like, good cornerbacks in the league usually don't rack up the interception numbers. In fact, some of the best cornerbacks in history don't necessarily have the most interceptions because if you're that good, teams aren't throwing at you. Like, I remember when, you know, I used to cover the Jets, and Darrell Rivas was, we talked about as being the defensive player of the year because he had, like, when he was, you know, the Rivas Island, and when he went through that stretch of being clearly the best cornerback in the NFL, no one threw at him. He was the least targeted cornerback in the NFL. So that's really the mark of a great cornerback. Not how many interceptions you have. It's how few times opposing quarterbacks even throw in your direction. So kind of interesting to see how the amount of interceptions that Trayvon Diggs has had. Diggs, though, finds himself in the odds right now. Uh, not that far. Plus 1,400. Definitely a chance to do it. Uh, offensive player of the year. Cooper Cup and Jonathan Taylor. It's got to be Jonathan Taylor for me. For me, Jonathan Taylor is like a legit MVP candidate. That's how good he's been. And his odds to win the MVP are plus 1,000 right now. And it's unfortunate that the MVP is a quarterback award. Like, we... Let's see. The last time a non-quarterback won the award was, where was it? The last time and non, Adrian Peterson in 2012 was the last time that a non-quarterback won this award. It's a quarterback, it's a quarterback award. It, it might be unfair. I do believe that Jonathan Taylor, if not the MVP, is your offensive player of the year. Deserves a ton of credit and a lot of MVP respect. He leads the league with 1,518 rushing yards. The next closest is Joe Mixon with 1,094. He's got 400 more yards than anybody. He's got 17 rushing touchdowns this season. And he's the reason why the Indianapolis Colts are finding themselves in this situation as a potential playoff team. 
is because of Jonathan Taylor. Look at what he did against the Patriots. You know, sealing that game. And they couldn't stop him. Colts right now are your fifth seed at eight and six, as crazy as it sounds. Based on, you know, how they've started the season. And by the way, you want to talk about um crazy odds or whatever. There was a time when the Indianapolis Colts were plus 2,000 to win the division. They're plus 550 now, despite being one game back, but it's really more than one game back. I mentioned this before. The Colts lost twice to the Titans. So they lose on the tiebreaker. And the only way the Colts would win this division is if the Titans finish with a worse record than them. Right now, the Titans have one game up. So let's say the Colts win out, and that would include wins, uh, a win at the Cardinals, win against the Raiders, win against the Jaguars. Colts would finish at 11-6. and six. Tennessee would need to finish at 10-7. and seven. So that means that Tennessee would have to lose two of its last three remaining games. Home against the 49ers, home against the Dolphins, at the Texans. Prior to losing to the Steelers, they needed to lose three out of four. They've already lost to the Steelers, so that's one down. They lose to the 49ers, that's two down. They lose to the Dolphins, that's three down. And this is a Titans team that, imagine that, finishes the season losing three out of four while the Colts win out and they don't win the division. That would be a historic upset based on the odds and based on the way that these teams started the season out compared to the way that they finished, not in terms of overall talent. Because right now, you line up both these teams against each other, the Colts are a better football team. The Colts are what the Titans were, except Derrick Henry's out. So Jonathan Taylor is Derrick Henry. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter, at Scott's On Air. This is The Look Ahead here on v the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. We have a new prop tracker now available on vsin.com for you to keep up with key NFL props. Head to vsin.com to get current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and to find the best value. Track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at vcin.com slash NFL. Just got done talking about the props here. We'll continue to address the props uh, here on the program. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's a look ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network. Taking a look at the props to see if we have something updated right now on... The awards, let's see where we're at. Aaron Rodgers, your favorite to win the MVP at plus 125. Brady, plus 175. Stafford, plus 1,000. Jonathan Taylor, plus 1,000. Big Jonathan Taylor guy over here. Uh, Coach of the year is one that I'm very invested in. A couple of weeks ago, I placed the bet on Matt LaFleur of the Green Bay Packers at plus 1050. Or no, plus 1,000. To win Coach of the Year, plus 1050 was my Chargers bet. Uh, plus 1,000 to win Coach of the Year. I tweeted that out earlier. You guys can follow me at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. That um, with uh, the loss by the Patriots and the loss by the Cardinals, Matt LaFleur for Coach of the Year is starting to look really good right now. And I wouldn't be surprised when the odds are updated that he's higher on this list. Think about think think about where the season's going to end up because when you're trying to place a, a future bet, you have to project where the where this where it's going to end up, right? Not where it is right now, but where it's going to end up. For Bill Belichick and the Patriots, and, and don't get me wrong, month and a half ago, I said Bill Belichick plus twelve hundred best bet on the board. I love the way the Patriots were playing at that time. They had just won a couple of games in a row. I said the defense was playing great. I looked at their schedule, and I'm like, this team's winning the AFC East. They were plus 350 at that time to win the division. They go on a roll. They beat the Buffalo Bills. Everyone's talking about the Patriots. Uh, you know, they come in. They won, what, six straight games? Six or seven straight games? What they win? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight wins, right? 
and they're nine and four. Belichick is a lock for coach of the year. And I get it. You got a rookie quarterback in Mac Jones. You made all these changes in the offseason. You spent money on your defense. You drafted well. You brought in guys like Matthew Judon. And and now you're moving into a new era of Patriots football. And I joked about it and I said, you know, what an incredible like storyline it, it is to have all the questions over the past two seasons about can Belichick and Brady win without each other, right? And in year one, Brady goes somewhere else and wins a Super Bowl. And then I said, wouldn't it be an interesting story if in year two, Belichick goes and goes to the Super Bowl with the replacement that he finally was able to bring in for Tom Brady, which is Mac Jones. Uh, But this Patriots team... Just suffered a big hiccup here against the Indianapolis Colts, a game in which they were underdogs in. And you hope, at least for Patriots fans' sake and for Belichick Coach of the Year futures, that it was just a hiccup, that this was just a bad spot for them, right? They were coming off the big victory against the Bills in the tough spot with the wind and adjusting their game plan to now having to play uh, against the Colts, who are coming off a bye, playing great football, on the road, short week, all that stuff. So, I get it. Maybe it was just a hiccup. But what if it wasn't? Patriots now host the Buffalo Bills. It's very hard to sweep a divisional opponent. Buffalo's looking for revenge, trying to prove that The only reason why they lost that game was maybe because of the elements. And I don't know what the weather's going to be like this weekend. But let's say the Bills win this game. Well, now the Patriots are 9-6. and In fact, both teams are 9-6. And And they would split the division. I mean, split the head-to-head. And it would actually come down to tie-breaking scenario. Uh, They'd both... Actually, the Bills would have the better divisional record at that point. The Bills would improve to 4-1 and one in the division, and the Patriots would be 3-2. and two. The Buffalo Bills win next week. The Bills are in first place. If the Patriots don't win this division, Bill Belichick, for all the good he's done this season, he's not winning Coach of the Year. So, he's the favorite right now. Those odds are going to change. He's not a shoo-in. Okay, now we look at Cliff Kingsbury, who's the second favorite to win this award. The Cardinals had the best record in the NFL. They were 10-2. They were 2-1 without Kyler Murray. And it's been a great job done by Cliff Kingsbury. They've now lost back-to-back games. Once to the Rams, which... You can understand, but then they lose to the Lions, the two-win Lions. Well, the one-win Lions, now they're the two-win Lions. I don't know, first of all, how you can be the coach of the year if you lose to the Lions, but also, this is a team that has to play now the Indianapolis Colts and the Dallas Cowboys. 
there is a chance that this 10 and 4 10 and 2 football team finishes the season 11 and 6 that's not crazy and what would be crazy is if they finish 10 and 7 but 11 and 6 is not crazy cuz the Colts and Cowboys can easily beat this team so you're telling me the coach of the year is a coach that allowed his team to finish the season 1 and 4 in their last 5 games and by the way let's say they lose those two games and the Rams go out here and win the next couple of games LA could win the division so you're going to give now coach of the year to a coach that didn't even win his division same thing with the Patriots and Belichick no so who's going to be the coach of the year? Mike Vrabel? I don't think it's Mike Vrabel. For all the good that they have done without Derrick Henry even, this is still a team that has been up and down. They're 9-5. and five. They've lost three out of their last four games and could lose to the Niners, could even lose to the Dolphins. He's not the coach of the year. The coach of the year is Matt LaFleur. The coach of the year is the coach of the team with the best record in the NFL. The team that will finish with the best record in the NFL. Because they're not going to lose for the rest of the season. They have the Browns at home, the Vikings at home, and the Lions on the road. No, 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 no. This is a team that's winning out. At 14-3, and three, Matt LaFleur is winning Coach of the Year for the Green Bay Packers. How do you not vote for him? And by the way, it might not be just for this season. And I know that that's not what it's supposed to be, but there's got to be some sort of um, mindset amongst the writers that are voting for this that consider the past two seasons where Matt LaFleur has gone on, has, has, has led the Packers to back-to-back 13-3 and seasons. And now a 14-3 and season? It's The award would almost be a culmination of the last three seasons for Matt LaFleur. Last season, Kevin Stefanski won the award, led the Cleveland Browns to an 11-5 and record. Year before that, John Harbaugh won the award. Ravens were 14-2. and Year before that, it was Matt Nagy leading the Bears to a 12-4 and record. Sean McVay, the newcomer winning the award in 2017, leading the Rams to an 11-5 and record. Matt LaFleur was a first-time head coach, went 13-3, and did not win the award. Was a second-year coach, went 13-3, and did not win the award. Third-year coach this year, going 14-3, and give this man the credit he deserves. He'll win coach of the year. Watch his odds shrink when we speak again tomorrow. 
I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.